What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? It's that time again. It's the Breakdown Pro Wrestling Podcast time. I am your Wayne. Yeah, I am. I am your Wayne. Wayne. I am your host, Wayne. As always, joined by Paul. And last week we brought you our predictions for Forbidden Door. We didn't really write them down. <laughs> no. And I want to say we pretty much everything we predicted came out. Well, I mean, at least one of us. Because <laughs> uh, I know the main event, I lost. I like they went the opposite direction of what I said. Yeah, I picked. I think I picked Tanahashi just because it's a better story. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna go over Forbidden Door, and then we're gonna go over Blood and Guts. Um, as far as other wrestling news goes, the only. Big thing is Logan Paul has signed a contract with WWE because they like his performance so much at WrestleMania that they want to keep him around. How to become irrelevant in the world of professional wrestling. It just comes down to they're really... When they said that they don't want any indie guys, they want, they're basically building their home homegrown talent to where they don't want to make that mistake of we bring in an indie person. They own all their their name and their everything. But so can't, we can't still, we can't I, make money. I, they can't make money off of anything else once the person leaves either. That's what I don't get. It's also Logan Paul brings. He still has millions of followers. So well, yeah, millions of fucking teenage fucking tween girls. Yeah, yep. that's a fucking great following for a fucking fully grown adult. Oh, yeah, and he fucking, you know, used suicide, the dead body, to get views on the internet and then give, like, a fake-ass fucking apology and ruin the monetization system for all the small guys. And it's also, before that even happened, he was, like, extremely fucking being racist in Japan. Of yeah, like, he's a fucking piece of shit. Like, yeah. completely, Logan Paul is a piece of shit, and I will fucking tell him to his face he's a piece of shit. All the more reason why I'd probably never be able to fucking go to a media fucking scrum for the WWE. Because I would ask these kind of questions. And I'd be confrontational. Oh, they won't. I don't think they even do. Oh, no, they wouldn't. They don't do none of that stuff. Just they, like... They do like... Uh, the, the, the investor call. Investors call, yeah. I'd, I'd have to get on the investor call somehow. Mm. And I'd be like, why are y'all hiring and signing a piece of shit like Logan Paul to this company? Aren't y'all irrelevant enough? It just comes down to it's honestly, he did a decent job at WrestleMania in his match. So he did a good frog splash. He did the fucking three amigos. Fucking He's Eddie, a good heel. Eddie fucking looking down on him and fucking flipping him off. You want somebody to get booed out of the fucking building that people are going to fucking hate? That's your guy. No matter what he does. And because at one point they brought him in as a baby face. And the crowd wanted none of that. So they had to make him a fucking uh, heel. Because the match he Which did. Which then the end of... The end of... This and the end of his fucking match with Miz then make, still makes him a face. Miz turned yeah. on him and now he's going after the Miz. Who's a heel? So they're going to try and go with Logan Paul, the celebrity. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to work. 
the fans are still going to boo the shit out of Logan Paul. Yeah. Um, John Cena came back to Raw. Did the Key and Peel sketch at the beginning where Obama is shaking hands mm-hmm. and then gets to certain people and does uh hugs them hugs them and oh does he just shakes hands basically that was cena like you walk up and you like uh give a hug and a handshake and kind of say some words to like dolph ziggler who y'all two feuded for the longest fucking time you do the same with the miz who y'all two feuded for the fucking longest time y'all hated each other Plus, they're both heels. The only person that that looked good was Becky, who just sat there, non-enthusiastic, just slow clapping, just that dead stare off in the distance. Well, if you're to believe fucking Cardona, like Miz, Ziggler, Cena, and him are all in like fucking group chats together, and they're all I can see it, friends, because everybody loves Cena, like. We're when leading up to that Monday Night Raw, like backstage was excited because he was everybody loved Cena. He was that leader. He was that guy that fucking would go go to bat for you. Um, and I'd be like, just like, how can you come back to give make money for a sexual deviant who then spent that money to get somebody to shut up? Well. <laughs> I'm not gonna let this shit go. Oh. <laughs> well, it, it Vince has ruined WWE. Like it, it comes down to Cena's very protective of his image, like The Rock, probably more than The Rock, because when the first time they went to Saudi Arabia and Cena went, you can tell he kind of didn't want to be there because that's when the news broke about the missing journalists and stuff like that and the connection to the Saudi prince. And and he's never been back since. He refuses to go. He's like that small list of people who refuse to go to Saudi Arabia, even though he can probably get paid a shit ton of money. just for one fucking show. Yeah. And... um, Dude, that fucking... That's like... They're fucking doing all kind of shit with that dirty Saudi money. Like, fucking... There's a... They bought 5% of Capcom, 5% of Epic. Like, they've been buying into fucking companies. They bought all of SNK. The fighting? What the fuck are they going to do with that? Make a Street Fighter sl- s- style? Fucking. I don't know. Like, I mean, it's just they bought the co- they bought SNK. Like, what is that? Um, God, what the fuck was the name of that game? There was a ton of, like... It's all fucking Street Fighter knockoff games. Um, yeah, but I mean, they were like good. Yeah, God. But yeah, they bought that. They bought that studio outright. <clears throat> I can't think of another. I think, and it's be, it's all the Crown Prince doing. So I'm like, he's like young, so he's got like the Saudi Heritage Foundation and his own money, just buying up fucking chunks of fucking game companies, putting that dirty Saudi money in the fucking the game industry. He's got a fucking a lost Da Vinci. Just yeah, supposedly, allegedly, Da Vinci still debatable. Very, cons- uh, very. Uh, yeah, because isn't it supposed to be the Jesus? No, it's well, yeah, it's Jesus, but it's a self-image. Because if you look at 
the rumor conspiracy or whatever you call it, Da Vinci's paintings, um, even the Mona Lisa, is his face, supposedly. Oh, I think I know what painting it is. It's, and it's, it's either supposed to be Da Vinci himself or it's supposed to be this other dude. It's, it's Da Vinci kid. that kind of looks like Christ. Yeah. Um, found in New Orleans, which is crazy to begin with. <laughs> uh, bought at an auction for like twelve hundred dollars. Um, if you look on Stars streaming, they have the documentary about the lost Da Vinci being found and the crazy fucking route it, it took, and somehow ended up. At um, the Crown Prince, who supposedly has like it on four hundred million dollars on it, didn't he? Yeah, it's at the time it was the highest paid. It just shattered whatever mm-hmm. closest the next closest art painting that went up for uh, for auction at Christie's, and it's just on his boat. Nobody can see it. Like nobody goes and sees it. Like he hasn't. He. Um, the Louvre, it was like some uh, anniversary of Da Vinci. So they gathered as much Da Vinci stuff and have like the be all mm-hmm. of Da Vinci displays. And he was going to donate his and they have to authenticate it. So that's what everybody was waiting for. Will this painting be hung in the Louvre? Because if it's hanging in the Louvre, then it's real. It's authentic because they got the backing. So when they opened up the um, the display for the journalists, they immediately ran through <laughs> all the exhibits to see, trying to find this painting, and they couldn't find the painting. And so they asked the director of the exhibit what happened. And it's like, well, the Saudi prince. We can't, we're not going to say if it's real or not, but the Saudi basically what came down to is the Saudi prince wanted that painting hanging next to the fucking, um, fuck, the Mona Lisa. Okay. And they didn't, they don't want to put it next to the Mona Lisa. He wanted his painting to to be be like just as, just as important as the fucking Mona Lisa. Because in the world, there's only maybe less than 15 Mm -hmm. known, authenticated Da Vinci paintings um, or sketches, stuff like that. So he, but they wouldn't say if it was real or not, so. But yeah, I mean, so they're getting, like, everything is with them, like, the... Fucking, they threw a shit ton of money at the FIA for the fucking F1 race. They threw a shit ton of money at Vince to fucking for these wrestling events twice a year. Well, also, he murdered and half he, of his family they, to get that fortune. He murdered half of his family to get in the position he's in. And get the fortune. He basically stole all their money and combined it with his because they were enemy of the states when yeah. he became the power. So, yeah, uh, other than that, there really isn't any other news. There's still no updates on the Vince situation. There's no updates of any substantiated, confirmable I I can guarantee, guarantee fucking Vince is not going to go away for this because 
nobody gives a shit anymore. No media has picked it up. The rape charge, the rape allegations that just came out. I mean, it's going to depend on what all comes... Like, what if they what they, what they find in those NDAs and shit? Mm. Like, that's what's going to... It's... it's the, Yeah, this bit where he openly admits to paying this broad off. Oh, it was a mutual... Like, like brah. All they have to... All they have to prove is that that was my own money. That was my personal Yeah, that money. clears him from that. But, I mean, it's just going to be... It's going to give credence to any other fucking... Yeah. Like, either way, it's like, dude, you cheated on your fucking wife. Like... Also, this shit ain't about family, and which makes fucking Young Rock even more hilarious the way they fucking portray Vince McMahon, especially at the end of last season when he said fucking family was everything. Um, and now the fucking Rock's got like seven fucking half siblings. Yeah. The uh, Kevin Nash and Sean Oliver podcast is going to start up soon called Click This. Mm hmm. And um, that would be very interesting. Sean Oliver's very good interview. He did the You Shoot um, series. A lot of stuff like um, guest booker. Like what if you take these people who booked other um, federations and then he's like, what if they were booking the Attitude Era? Or what if they were booking fucking the NWA at, at its height in the 80s and stuff like that? Or... In, or the rise of WWF in the early eighties into the WrestleMania one. And, um, I think it's going to be good. Kevin Nash, great stories. Good storyteller. Um, yeah, that's it. Then we go into, I mean, we can, I, I can elaborate a little bit on the fucking rock thing since I just threw that out there. Okay. Sports illustrated ran a, article about uh rocky johnson's five unknown children <laughs> that he had in the 60s not the rock not Rocky's the rock dad the rock's dad rocky johnson had five other children by five different women throughout canada in his early days as a wrestler um all of these kids born before before the Rock was born, um, and I think the Rock knew about his first two, his oldest siblings, because I'm pretty sure like he would have, him and Otto would have known Rocky was married originally and had two kids and you know dumped them. But uh, <clears throat> there's gonna be a, a a documentary. One of them is an actual filmmaker that works in Vancouver. So she's been working on, it was just a documentary about her and her basically experience as a child who didn't know, who grew up without a parent, like without knowing one of their parents. And um, so that's going to be eventually coming out. And she said the, the article said the two oldest siblings wanted nothing to do with it. And any attempt to contact Rock's, Rock indirectly through his representatives has gone unanswered and ignored. It's funny how all these people came out when he just bought his cousin Tamina a house. I mean, no, this has been in the works. I'd say like, uh, like this is then. not a just, oh, we, we found each other all within the last like, you know, month. Like this is all stuff that has been happening since before the pandemic. 
that they fucking started finding each other because they fucking did the ancestry thing and one of them did the ancestry thing and he came back to fucking Ricky uh, Johnson, the Rockies' brother, as an uncle. And they all, like, some of them knew who their dad was and because, you know, their mothers told them. But then there was some that didn't know. Um, some of them reached out to Rocky and he would just hang up on them, not talk to them. So it was, it's a very weird, you know, it is kind of weird that fucking Rock hasn't, like before this article came out, didn't kind of reach out once, you know, when they were asking him, like it just at least because all they said in the articles, they don't want anything. They just want to be acknowledged. Like they, their children are fucking Rocky Johnson. They want to be in the bloodline. They want to be acknowledged. I mean, they, that's all they want. They want an acknowledgement of, of who their father was. They want a place at the table. <laughs> I, I saw one comment. It was like the black, the, finally the black and fucking Rocky Johnson came out because they're all like, I don't think any of them are like half white. Mm. They're all, they, uh, I, I'm, I can almost guarantee the rock probably gets hundreds of fucking people saying they're somehow related to him. I mean, fuck, that's five, that's five more right there. Like, that's, yeah. that's seven siblings that you have. There's no telling who else Rocky was slanging his seed to. I mean, it's like the guy who wrote the song, I Put a Spell on You, has like 30-something kids. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I thought I would just put that out there because it's a, that's going to be something at some point. We'll hear more about that because I think The Rock's going to have no choice but now to like acknowledge. I mean, it's in Sports Illustrated. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Forbidden Door was Sunday. You had three buy-in matches, which wasn't very – like, was okay. Um, also pretty obvious on who was winning those matches. Uh, Aaron Solo, QT Marshall versus... Oh, before we do this, um, so Alan Angel is no longer longer with the company. He did get released. His contract just expired and did not get renewed. They were going to pay him per appearance because the order doesn't do shit. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he decided he wanted to take his, take on the indie scene because now he got a... I mean, he's 24. Yeah, and his, being on AEW, his asking price can go up now. And, um, I'm sure people... Yeah, because I'm sure he'll still do the Dark Order stick. Yeah. On the indies and and at meet and greets and stuff. So now you only have four Dark Order people left. Because Colt, I don't know where Colt's been. He's been... Yeah, you got Uno. Got talking to Mike. You got Uno, you got 10, and then Reynolds and Silver. Yep. That's it. Any dude, you got to say Alan Angel. He is young. He is still learning. But he was good. Yeah, he put on a great match, like him and Kenny, in that um, 
one of the dynamites from Jacksonville's place, Daly's place. And um Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the match that, you know, Cornette said killed wrestling. Well, that's how he referred to it online. He's like, this match killed professional wrestling. Oh, because they didn't beat him in like two seconds. Yeah, because they, they, he, let, he let fucking Angel put up a fight. Like actually made somebody look good in yeah. defeat. Yeah. So Cornette, that's, that's killing the business. Like the bigger so name star stupid. needs to go over and go over quick. Um... But then complains about dark and dark elevation, which is literally all that is. Yeah. To build people in their records. Also, Kenny did a and speaking of Kenny, he did an interview basically saying one more major setback, he's done with wrestling. He can't do it anymore. I mean, I don't think he meant done with wrestling. I think he meant done with his style. Like it's something's gonna have to change. Yeah. Like I don't think because I don't like the quote wasn't I'm done with wrestling. He's just like one more major setback and I'm done. Like, but didn't say like if he had suffered setbacks. But I mean, you got to figure it's been since November. Yeah. So it's like going on eight months. Something had to have happened. Something had to have not healed properly or the way they wanted it to right away. Well, you got so many injuries all at once that had to been the hernia the. Um, vertigo, vertigo, and stuff like that, and on top of probably smaller stuff that he was dealing with. So the buy-in match, the first one was Aaron Solo and QT Marshall versus Goto and Yoshihashi, and of course Goto and Hashi win. Um, bit of a step down for Goto. He was fighting Tanahashi to see who can main event this pay-per-view. And now he's the opening buy-in match. They're wrestling the Bucks, though, tomorrow night, right? Yeah. So, uh, Lance Archer versus Nick Camarato, which was kind of weird. Kind of. I mean, that was just added. Yeah, that was just thrown because we need to fill space. Lance Archer well, I mean, won. Lance Archer is fucking Suzuki Goon. Yeah. So they could I, they could say it was an AEW versus New Japan match. I could have sworn it was he was supposed to be a part of that. Like when it was first announced that Jericho was going up against his um, Eddie Kingston mm-hmm. and them, I could have sworn like it Lance, might have been it Lance might have got it might have got set at first and then changed. I, they do that from time to time. Uh, the third match was. Lee and Strickland versus um, Bullet Club or Suzuki. No, Suzuki Goon. I don't know. I thought it was just two nobodies. No, El Desperado. I want to say it's fucking Suzuki Goon. But uh, Swerve and Lee won. No, No real dissension. Not yet for the tag team. Um El Desperado is very fucking good. He's a great junior. Um, and then you had Max Kassler in the Gun Club with Billy Gun, Billy Gun, Papa Gun, Papa Ass versus or Daddy Ass. Yeah, Daddy Ass uh, versus a whole bunch of young lions from the LA Dojo. Literally, 
Danhausen gets on the tight on the Tron, says, "Hey, look, Ass Boys, I got your new, new theme," music. and plays the Ass Boys theme. The two Ass Boys leave the match before it even starts. Don't come back. So basically, Caster and Daddy Gun has to fight off the four young lions. Beat them pretty easily. Yes. Um, Caster made the hot tag to Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn basically just annihilated everybody. I mean, look at him. He's a brick wall, and he's like 50-some-odd years old. Yeah, those HGH steroids is <laughs> working wonders for him. It's kind of the reason why he's not in WWE anymore. I mean, just look at him compared to fucking... Uh, What's his face? Road Dog. Yeah. <laughs> well, he got busted back when he was the trainer, athletic trainer for the PC. Mm-hmm. Um, he got busted at a weightlifting competition. For he got busted for like PEDs and stuff like that, and then they fucking fired him. That's why he's. That's why he's at AEW, not. Um. With his boys at in the performance center, which now supposedly Triple H came back, gave a speech, and says everything's going back to normal. Yeah, my ass. Yeah, nobody believed. Like apparently, nobody really believed it because nothing. I like nothing the joke. changed. I like the joke when he goes back. He's like, "All right, where's my boys? Where's uh, where's Johnny? Not here. Where, where's Regal? Not here." <laughs> and then fucking Sean's just sitting in the corner, fucking crying. Like where's Johnny? Cole? <laughs> Keith? Champa? Where's where the fuck is Regal? What is he did when I was gone? <laughs> what? And um So yeah. God dude, NXT is still so bad. They literally give it I think in October they're gonna have another round of cuts because you have ninety days to show that you're Yep doing something. Um, but first match on the card was Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Suzuki versus Eddie Kingston, really Yuta, and um, Yumi No, Yumi No, Jericho's young lion. He was Jericho's young lion at one point. He was Moxley's young lion. You might remember him as Shooter. And then, yeah, I, I, and I think he's going to stick around. Yeah. And his, also, he he is the son of Red Shoes. Yeah, I think he's going to stick around in AEW for a bit. Which is good for him. Like, he's... Mm-hmm. Um, I think Takashi's making his way around American Indies as well. Uh, he's wrestling... I saw he's wrestling somebody, I think... GCW, a terminus, one of the, some some one of the bigger fucking yeah shows. He's wrestling somebody, so I think some of these younger New Japan guys are going to be hanging around. Although wait, no, Takashi was DDT, not New Japan. Yes. So yeah, I think I mean, either way, I think some of these younger Japanese guys are going to hang around, make the rounds, and do AEW. Um. 
it was later added, kind of like last second, that was added, like, whoever wins this match gets the advantage, advantage at Blood and Guts on Wednesday. Which makes sense. Which automatically, you're like, all right, automatically. Yeah, I mean, it kind of, you kind of gives away who's winning. Jericho is winning this. Yeah. Because why Why would you give the, the good guys the fucking advantage like they did at War Games with the fucking female <laughs> match, which was, like, the stupidest fucking thing ever. Um, I mean, there was a way to fix that. You have you bring in like a fucking massive heater for the the heel women, and she's the last one to come in. So while after everyone's already beat the hell and fucking dead tired, the fucking fresh heater comes in and fucking no, damn near wins the match. Is how it should have been. Basically, the highlights of this match is Eddie Kingston. And Suzuki. And Suzuki just chopping the shit out of each other. Yep. Um, pretty much anything with Suzuki <laughs> in this match because you don't give her care anymore. He I just, mean, it's just the fact that Suzuki, when he's not come to, you know, when he comes out in his tracksuit, looks like a fucking Yakuza mob boss. Yes. Like he looks like someone you would see at the back of the restaurant sitting in the booth who would cut your fingers off for failing him. You got to think, he probably, Yakuza people probably are fucking scared of him. Yeah, because like he's he's one of those Japanese guys who are like legit badasses. <laughs> like who could probably fuck up anybody who he's technically in a match with. He started his own fucking MMA organization, Pancreas. Pan- Pancreas. Pancreas. And um, also, Wheelie Yuta, super fucking over. Yep. It's amazing what you do when you put a young talent with established talent and you build a good storyline with Yeah, that because he person. got he was getting over with fucking with the best friends. And then you move him to a bigger group. Yeah. Um Of course Jericho wins this. Um so they can get the advantage at Blood and Guts. And then afterwards he burn he throws a fireball in What's his face? His face. Yumino. Yeah, he throws a fireball in Yumino's face, which is why I think he's gonna stick around because he's gonna have to get his, yeah, his payback on Jericho. I stole a fucking daddy magic in him. <laughs> so fucking funny. Um, Not much respect. <laughs> <laughs> if I was going into blind guts, my number one draft pick would have been fucking Suzuki. It's like, hey, can you at least stick around until Wednesday? I got this <laughs> fucking match. You want to be a part of it? You get to fucking hurt people in a cage. You would have loved it. <laughs> um, the crowd loud enough going nuts for Kazumi No Ray. Yeah. Um, and again, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, Suzuki was on the heel team, but Suzuki's over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Eddie, as soon as he gets tagged in. With Suzuki for the first time, he immediately pulled his pulled, pulled the fucking the the one the, the, the singlet down. Yeah, pulls the singlet down because he knows he knows it's coming. Yeah, he he's, he's about it. to trade chops with the great and uh, Suzuki no selling his fucking chops, laughing at him when he did the machine gun chop in the um, in the corner. Basically, laughed at him. Kind of as he was doing the chops, he's looking at the crowd, fucking laughing. Um, I mean, I think that's part of Suzuki's charm. Like, and then, you know. Oh, he no-sells everybody. He no-sells, and then, like, it starts to wear on him the more you yeah. do it. 
like the Joe, like the Joe match. Yeah, like there were no selling until they were both purple. Yeah. Um. Once again, Yuta fucking looks great. Like mm-hmm. he's gonna be, could be established fucking pillow in with them. Um. Next after that is Rupongi Vice versus United Empire. Uh, the Great Ocon, Jeff Cobb, who are your IWGP champions, heavyweight champions, tag team, versus um, FTR, who's the Ring of Honor championship, and it's a winner-take-all match. Yeah, and they couldn't acknowledge the AAA belts. So, But they, they, they went into the media scrum afterwards with the AAA belts. <laughs> and they came out Wednesday with all three. Yeah, so... FT like we we talked about last week, FTR is fine because technically they have their main contract is with AEW. Penta, Phoenix, Andrade, I guess and Roosh also all has I guess signed. The first with, contracts were not with AEW. Yeah, they, they basically sign and do shows mainly with AAA. And CMLL basically told them them's like no we don't want them they're basically blood rivals mm-hmm. so yeah so that's why ftr can at least do the triple a belts with this and try but now they couldn't do it on the show because they weren't even listed as a triple a in the yeah the, the name cards but on wednesday i'm guessing when they it was to, on the name card if they go to japan they can't bring the triple a belts yeah probably so because you can't have that on new japan um Great match. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of, I think this was one I predicted the United Empire won in this. Yes. And I was like, no, FTR's getting it. So, yeah. Uh, FTR wins. They are now the Ultimo Dragon of tag teams. Yeah, they collecting. just need the, uh, they need to beat the Bucks. Yeah. You have them all. And, uh, a lot of, it was a really good tag team match. Um, FCR, fucking super over. Yep. Like that crowd went nuts when their music hits. Dude, the media scrum even asked somebody in the media scrum asked them about their music and how oh, yeah. they were like how at first they didn't they weren't sure. Yeah. But they're like, look, am I kissing Tony Khan's ass? But because he's sitting here, but you know, he knew this was gonna work. Well, when it came out with Tully, and it basically was like, yeah, this is my like. If you had a time machine to pick the, you would have. This is they're, they're this old school looking of a tag team as you can yeah, get. This is nineteen eighties NWA Memphis mm-hmm. Smoky Mountain fucking wrestling. Yep, and that old school eighties sounding fucking song. Yeah, fits, and it's recognizable. That's the problem with WWE's music nowadays. The fucking entrance music themes aren't recognizable, mm. so the crowd doesn't pop when music plays because they're like, "Who the fuck is this?" Yeah. They don't pop until they see the person. Um, highlights of the matches. Um, Hotwood gets hurt early. Looks like his shoulder's messed up. He gets taken to the back. So Wheeler, Cash Wheeler, is basically out there by himself. Um, trying to defend the belts mm-hmm. by himself. And majority of the match was kind of... Jeff Cobb and Great O'Conn kind of running the match. Yeah, they got to Sean. Yeah. Um, Great O'Conn went back to Japan. 
very sad. So he had to bang like three porn stars. <laughs> he had, took a picture. It's on his Instagram or on Twitter. And um, apparently... And again, we say he's going to get in trouble. I'm like, New Japan does nothing but do things in character. Gato fucking loves... Um, Cradle Khan. Like, they sent him to Britain... And he was squashing all the fucking, like, Rev Pro fucking people and shit like that when he was over there. And their crowd hated him because the Great Okan wasn't... He was very green. <laughs> but yet, he's a good guy. He's uh, saved a woman from getting abducted into sex trafficking and or child, uh, child pornography fucking mm-hmm. dude tried to kidnap a little girl. But... Hardwood came back, all taped up. Supposedly, if you believe some reports, is that he separated his shoulder, went to the back, popped it back in place, and came back out. Well, I mean, he could have or, separated there and popped back. Like, Mon's done that. Mon did that back in the day. He pulled or, out and went back in. Or it was just a storyline. Th- it was I all think work. He had, because even afterwards, he had, he had it taped and iced. And yep. he had it taped up when uh, every fucking wrestler Wednesday. that comes out in AEW has some type of that <laughs> medical taped shit on them. But yeah, FTR wins. Um, really good tag team match. Hope hopefully sooner or later they start doing something with Trent, giving them more stuff. I don't think uh, Rocky's staying. He might be going yeah, back to Chuck Japan. Chuck came out Wednesday. Yep. See, I knew something was up with it. When we talk about Wednesday, about those suits, those tie-dye suits that mm-hmm. they came out in, I couldn't quite place my finger on it until I seen Twitter and somebody pointed out why they wore those things. A little teaser. Um, next is your the uh, All-Atlantic Championship. I think we were calling it the Mid-Atlantic. Mid-Atlantic, all, yeah. All-Atlantic Championship. You had Pac, Miro, Black, and Clock Connors because Ishii got hurt right before the show, a couple days before the show. So the guy who Ishii beat to get into uh, gets to take his spot. Um, he got to put up a bit of a fight too at yeah, one point. It got to the point where the fucking crowd was cheering for everybody. Yeah, like they were going nuts for Clock. When Clark got his shine in and mm-hmm. fucking started hitting people. Um, basically, it came down to Miro was started destroying people. And then all three of them had to team up to take out Miro. And, um, and Malachi missed him. Yeah. Basically, Miro had Pac in the um, game over. Mm-hmm. And then um, before Pac can tap, Black comes in, misses him, takes him out, and then Malachi just hurry up and puts um, about to put a submission down on Pac, but Pac gets out. I'm trying to think of how this went. Um, and Pac, I don't remember who Pac pins, but Pac pinned Black. Pac, yeah. So he had to have reversed it, hit him with a, a big move, and then pinned. Pen Malachi. They might have 
this this might have been the point where they teamed up on Ma- uh, Miro when he put him through the table mm-hmm. on the outside to take him out of the match. And then um, Pac hits the red arrow. Yeah. Black arrow, whatever it's called. Black arrow. And uh, wins. So now he's your All-Atlantic champion. All-Atlantic. Which, again, so I called the Miro-Black feud going forward, but I assumed it was going to be because of the belt. So does Miro fucking slightly turn to the House of Black? I think so. Everybody gets missed. I think you start seeing a change in him because he does all these promos about fucking being the redeem. Like, I think, I think you kind of throw that in. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, it's also black and pock and feud for the belt. Cause they have amazing chemistry together and you could just keep that program going forever. Yeah. You do like a best of seven with them, like they did, like WCW used to do back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, next, you have Bullet Club versus the Dudes with Attitudes. This weird fucking match. <laughs> um, so you had the Young Bucks, one night only, rejoined Bullet Club, come out in their old gear, Bullet Club gear. If you watched uh, BTE, that had like the Ring of Honor, like had all the other patches on it too, like Ring, yeah. like all the promotion patches on it. Yeah, because at one point they were champions everywhere, of everything, <laughs> Ring of Honor, PWG, the Internet Champions, the Super Kick Party Champions, or whatever it was called, in the Ring in uh, Ring of Honor. Uh, no, the uh, New Japan Junior. Yeah. Acts. So yeah, you had that, and you had um, El Fantasmo. Versus um, Sting, Darby, and Shingo. Um, Sting doesn't Takahashi, come out. Yeah. yeah, Takahashi, who was supposed to be in this match, had a fever, couldn't leave Japan, so he couldn't make it. So Hikaleo, Hikaleo, um, he was taken out of the Bucks the Bullet Club side. Mm-hmm. So he basically became a manager, an outside enforcer type dude. But yeah, opens up with Sting not, not coming, coming out to his music. Yeah, not coming out to the ring because Darby and him came out first. The Bucks came out. Lights go out. The original Bullet Club music, yep. which is fucking great, which you don't hear a lot anymore because everybody has their own Every mm-hmm. most of the big bullet club people have their own fucking their own quote unquote bullet club theme. It's like Kenny had one, like Kenny had his. And um lights go out, spotlight on the rafters. Kind of kinda of see a silhouette of somebody up there. Can't quite see who it is. Lights go out again, lights come back on. Stay And you don't you still don't see anything. You see Darby looking at the entryway. Then they cut back to the entryway and you see a shadow standing on top of the shadow of the entryway. And then there's Sting on top of the entryway and just dives onto Bullet Club yeah, on the ramp. And then he like takes out uh, the, the big guy. Hikaleo. Hikaleo. So he, he's like, no, he, he doesn't get involved in the match at all. Yeah, it's um, Darby just 
flat out ran out there with a skateboard and just started annihilating. Yeah, people. whacking people. Um, but yeah, everybody looked good. Um, the Bucks, once again, you got to say, the Bucks, even though the FTR has all the belts, the Bucks can wrestle any match. Yeah. And they, they literally, you watch this match, this is them in their Bullet Club days, being the obnoxious. Oh yeah, they were doing all people. the yeah. They were doing everything that Cornette, Cornette hates about them. They they were pulling out the greatest hits of Bullet Club Young Bucks. The reason why they were the number one tag team for all those fucking years on the Indies and in Japan and stuff like that. They um the back break spot. Yeah. That they don't they don't really do that in AEW. Mm-mm. They do it. They did it. Um, um, I was hoping more out of Shingo because he's fucking should have been somebody you can put in the main event against Moxley. Him, yeah. Um, that's why I kind of didn't. I didn't really like Tanahashi being the fucking New Japan's guy to go up against uh, Punk when it got first announced. But yeah, dudes with attitudes wins with um fucking Sting got dick punched by El Fantasmo. Yeah, he was doing like a lot of crazy shit. Um Sting no selling a double super kick. Yep. Ate it and laughed. Yeah. Um Yeah, I think um, Shingo, I think, was the one who had the pin. I think he pinned El Fantasmo. But yeah, entertaining match because of the Bucks in it. And Sting's fucking crazy. Like like we said, Darby Allen's a bad influence on <laughs> on Sting. Uh, next, you had the women's ma- titles match: Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm. Kind of predictable. You knew. I mean, I you knew who was winning. That's yeah, why I'm like, Rosa. I didn't like. It, and according to Tony, Stardom was gonna be there if they had anybody available. Like they had nobody available, and they couldn't get anybody. Like it was gonna take too long to get people. Nobody had visas to work in America, and nobody was available. Yeah. Um... At least this match was good because Rosa has somebody that can put up a good fight that can that she can wrestle and um cuz Storm's very good. There's a reason why she won. She was like the top person in stardom for all those times. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, of course Rosa won. Um she had good gear, like her headdress actually stood on this time. Yeah, okay. her Aztec warrior gear. Yeah. Um, the power driver, she hit on fucking, or driver or whatever it was, on Storm looked fucking brutal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's one of those, unfortunately, it's the women's, some of these women matches becomes predictable. It's like, you know, yeah, Rosen's not going to not gonna drop. That's the bad thing about AEW. Like, there's no transitional champions. There's no, like, somebody that holds the belt for, like, a couple months and then drops it, or two months and drops it. Yeah. 
they usually have long everybody has long title rings I mean it's the bad part of being influenced by NWA and yeah all those old because people back then held <laughs> championships forever Uh, after that is Orange Cassidy versus Will Ospreay for the IWGP US title. Juice Robinson was in the crowd with the belt. Yeah, he was up in a in a box. Supposedly he retired as the champion, didn't give back the belt, and then he came back out. No, uh, he retired as Juice Robinson. Then a couple of weeks later, he comes out, and that's when he joins Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. And then um, gets put into the four-way dance in Washington, D.C. Yeah. It was Tanahashi, Moxley, Offspray, and Juice. Juice wins. Refuses to defend the belt. And they wanted to strip it from him. But he won't give it back. So they, Will Offspray technically won the belt like a, a match to win the vacated belt. Yes. It's a lot of there's a lot of crazy back backstory yeah. with New Japan stuff, but uh, probably the match of the night. Yep, and like we easily. said, Osprey needed to win. Yeah, and did Orange could eat a loss and it wouldn't affect him. Came out to his normal AEW music. Yes, as we found out, because Tony Khan was pissed that it leaked, and he's like, "Nope, it's not going to happen at the pay per view." Um. Osprey can make anybody look fucking. I mean, like again, Cassidy's not that bad. Like I told you, like he had that conversation with fucking Jr. One, at one point, and his whole like match progression changed. It was less of the gimmicky stuff and more like, yeah, I I can wrestle. I just don't want to put the effort. Like I know I can wrestle. If you take Os, you take Osprey. And you put him with somebody capable, you guaranteed five five mm-hmm. star matches. If you put him with some, because I've seen it happen of like, you put him with an opponent that he's he's not really there, for, like he he's not in the mood to deal with, like he's not gonna give it a yeah. All. Which is why you have the matches you did beforehand going into this. Yeah, and we said it last week. Orange Cassidy can go. Like he, yeah. he's a fucking really good wrestler, and he could he he as a character could eat a loss. Yeah, like you make Osprey look really bad if he'd have lost that match in American eyes. Yeah, and um, a lot of close falls. Like Osprey hit his running elbow. Uh, I can't remember what he calls it. Riptide, nah, rip. Whatever he calls it, something. That's basically one of his main finishing moves. Is like he just runs behind you and just like the uh, Adam Cole's knee lowering the boom. Mm-hmm. He does it with his elbow. That couldn't put him away, so he hits his storm breaker. I think it's called the storm breaker. Where you, um. To finally win, to put down um, Orange Cassidy. Then they have <clears throat> United Empire comes out and has a beatdown on Orange Cassidy. Rapungi Vice comes out, they get beaten down. So who shall make the save? 
no other than Shibata. Yep. Fucking crazy madman. I want to paralyze. I want to die in the ring. Yeah. Um, comes out, place goes fucking nuts when his music hits. Somebody actually had a sign saying, if Shibata music plays, I will cry. <clears throat> Shibata comes out, fucking cleans house. That's basically setting up the next program for New Japan. Shibata versus Osprey, I'm guessing, for the U.S. title. And then... Um, kind There's of a, a weird back and forth between him and Orange. So, Cassidy and Shibata comes face-to-face in the middle of the ring. Cassidy takes his Ray-Bans off, puts it on Shibata, and then goes out. Shibata calls, calls him, back, him in. back in like they're about to do something. And then they cut away. Well, no, because it's like they went to go shaking. Like, they wanted to shake him, but Orange wouldn't do it. Yeah. And he just leaves. Yeah, Orange just leaves. It was again. so weird. And then they kind of cut away, and Shibata just looks confused in the middle of the ring. But, yeah, if you have a chance, look up Shibata versus Kenta. When Kenta first came back to New Japan. Jesus Christ, they fucking tried to murder each other in that ring. Uh, after that, you had Zack Sabre Jr. versus the mystery opponent, which pretty much everybody could guess who it was. I just, I wasn't as, I, I just, I was like, eh, okay. Yeah. Um, Claudio Casanoli. Castanoli. Casanoli. Cesaro, for people in aid uh, who don't know his real name. That he used on the Indies. And, uh, JR called him Cesaro a Quite. couple of times. <laughs> yeah. I get it. It's probably tough. Dude, no, he wrestled as fucking Cesaro for 10 years. Yeah. Um, they had a hell of a match. But when I think of technician, like Cesaro. He's not. I don't really see that's him why, as That's a why I think wrestler. I was not. I was just like, eh. Because yeah. it was a brawl. It wasn't a technical wrestling match. It wasn't the match you would have gotten if it would have been Brian Danielson in there. Yeah. And it's just, it kind of just showed off a lot of Cesaro's strength. That was yeah, kind he's of the, this he's main, the strength guy. Um, I mean, if you're going to look at, you're going to look at fucking Blackpool Combat Club. Mox is like the brawler. Yeah. Brian's the fucking technician. And then. Cesaro's the heater. He's the strength coach. Yeah, he's the strength guy. Like he's yeah. Because when when it came to blood and guts, he's the one that got in fucking, you know, Hager's face. Moxley's gonna show you how to take a punch and throw a punch. Brian's gonna show you how to put somebody in a fucking heel, heel lock or fucking sharpshooter, uh, the cow mutilation, and then fucking Cesaro's just gonna teach you how to lift weights and gain muscles and shit like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's a Zack Sabre's fucking great. Mr. Rubber Band cuz he can get yeah. twisted. At one point Cesaro tries to put him in a sharpshooter and he immediately countered that into a fucking heel hook perfectly. Looks mm-hmm. looked fucking flawless. And it sucks we didn't get to see Brian versus fucking Zack Sabre. Because that match would have been. Oh, man, that that's what you, been you build up night. for, uh, you know, Forbidden Door 2. Because the New Japan's president wants it to happen in in Japan. 
I mean, you should. Yeah, the next one should be in Japan. Um, it's also Zack Saber's great because he just talks shit throughout his whole fucking match. Like every match he has, he just calls him Dolling or Flower yeah. and all this all this stuff. And um, it was quite. It was at first it was a one sided match. Like Claudio was just beating the shit out of Zack Saber. At one point he hits the neutralizer immediately. As soon as the bell rings, he fucking hits him with the European uppercut, hits the neutralizer for like a two. Because I thought it was going to be a squash. I was like, holy shit. But eventually, Zack Sabre got his moves in. And um, fucking at one point, Cesaro carries Zack Sabre from the outside up the, up the stairs mm-hmm. onto the ring apron. And throws him over the top rope. throws him back into the ring. <laughs> just- so the next match is your IWGP World heavyweight title four-way dance of Jay White who's your champion versus Adam Cole Hangman Page and Okada uh, Kevin Kelly came out to do the commentary with uh, with the group which was which was pretty good um, being the English voice of Japan which we forgot to talk about is the New Japan ring announcer was out there with Justin Roberts. Mm-hmm. So everybody was getting an English and a Japanese entrance, and they were like yeah. trying to one up one another. Especially this this match and the fucking Moxley match. Um, it was four way dance, very good. Okada came out, um, huge pop. No. Did not make it rain, which was kind of. I'm sure if I was in the attendance, I would have been a little disappointed. Not having Okada money fall from the ceiling. Um, a lot of great wrestling. Like at one point, Hangman Page did a moonsault, and Adam Page did a perfect super kick to counter that moonsault. Um, that's pretty much his one, the one move he can hit constantly with no problem is if you moonsault me, I can super kick you in the face as you do it. Um, holy shit chant before the match even started. Just the fact of Okada and all of them in the ring together. Um, then it came down to the point of everybody hitting their finishers at the end and then Okada goes to hit the Rainmaker on Cole when he spins Cole Cole kind of just falls to the ground Mm -hmm. Jay Wright rushes in hits the uh, Razor's Edge oh no I'm sorry the how was this finish called? Oops. <laughs> Basically hits us Sisters Abigail. Um but I, f- I forgot what he calls it. And then after he does that, he jumps on um Adam Cole and gets the pin. At two and a half, two and three quarters, it looks like Cole's shoulders about to go up, but they count the three anyway. 
It was kind of a weird fucking finish. Yeah, he he does one of those like very weak yeah kickouts. Come to find out, one of two things happened. It still hasn't been official yet, but Brian Alvarez says that um, Cole got a concussion during the match, and they kind of had to do a quick finish to kind of end it real quick. And then another person said that when Okada was doing the Rainmaker and spun him and kind of pulled him, it basically pulled his fucking arm out of socket and fucked up his... Sh- like, he already had a bad shoulder that he was dealing with, and it kind of just made it worse. So they had to go to the finish early, but... um, I don't know. I never heard nothing about them talking about it on the media. No, because... Uh, Tony on the media in the at the in the media scrum at the end didn't really he danced around yeah the finish uh, the, well no he danced around he danced around the injury okay but like watching the pay per view with the New Japan people with the AEW refs it kind of looked like their their um, sync was off sometimes on kicking out at two because there's there's a couple times it's like man that should have been three. But mm-hmm. split second fucking kick out. I think Okada did it once in this match. It looked like it it should have been three. Um, but yeah, Jay White wins, retains the belt, and then you have your main event: John Moxley versus Tanahashi. Good match. Um, Moxley. Gets busted open pretty good. Lots of blood. Um, another time, Tanahashi looks like he's about to kick out a little too late, but the Audrey kind of covers it to make it look like um, he kicked out before the three count. Um, and this is the perfect time when Justin Roberts and the New Japan ring announcer would just try to one-up themselves each time by yelling, like, John Moxley. And then the ring announcer does his John Moxley. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, having John win, I get it. You keep the belt in America. It's still, like, to me, it doesn't help the relationship between the two organizations. Yeah, because if you go back and you look at the card, only, like, two New Japan people won. So if you were to have another one and it would be in Japan, like, all New Japan people would have to win. Yeah. You can have, like like we talked about last week, you could have had Tanahashi win this. Yep. But no, you're going to have a 20-man battle royal tomorrow. Yeah. To determine who fights Moxley. It's still not about the wins and losses. Even though Tony Khan, when, when Moxley was listed as the number one contender, it was like, yeah, Wardlow's got this record, but the quality of opponents beaten yeah. puts, which is, again, this is a man who runs a football organization. That's exactly how rankings are, are made in professional sports, especially in college football. If you have a easy ass schedule and you go undefeated you do not get to be number one like number one team's the best team best the team with the best record beating the hardest opponents it's the fact of the um 
the card was never going to live up to its potential simply because no because everybody's like oh we want this 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 and this and you were never going to get like the big dream matches you can't have title for title yeah um unless you came to an agreement that said yeah like you said you could have had fucking tanahashi win it defend it a couple times here bring it over there defend it over there defend it over there and then everybody makes money because within a couple of months, Punk's gonna be back. Mm-hmm. So, so we're gonna get the big Punk Moxley match that everybody's looking forward to, but it's gonna have to be for the belt. Yeah. So we're gonna have to accept either no Punk's gonna come back and lose, or Moxley's losing. Yeah. Which I can't see that happen. I can't see Punk coming back just and to just drop to the lose. Belt. Yeah. But um, another issue is that I didn't even think I thought about afterwards is like New Japan ain't going to send all their fucking top guys because they're still doing shows over there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You couldn't do everything in one show because you don't want this to be a one and done because you still have Naito had to stay because he's probably out of all the guys that came over here. He's your top guy that can you can trust holding down the fucking fort because he's super over. But with... um, I mean, and they literally brought most of these guys in like the week of the show. Yeah. Fucking um, Okada didn't get to America until that Wednesday when he came out for Dynamite. Yeah, and I think Gato got there like Friday... Like, he yeah. wasn't there that long on Saturday. Like, he was not there that long. Um, Ishii, with him being out, you could have brought in... Why not bring in uh, Naito? I th- I mean, I think it is just a... You could have had a, like, question mark person. You don't... Then, I mean, I think it is just a you don't bring in all your big guys. Like, you want to build up to something. Like, all right, this is not going to be a one and done. Yeah. We need something for next go round. I mean, if Punk signed to a multi year deal, he should be around for the next one. Oh, yeah. He's easily going to be around for the next That's one. That's what I'm saying. So you have these people you know are going to be around for the next one. Why, why, why give it away now when you can do it year two? But also, you look at this card and you watch the pay per view. A lot of these matches was just New Japan people thrown into AEW storylines. Yeah, because what I said, you get three weeks. You don't build a pay per view like this in yeah. three weeks. Um, overall, it was a good show. It's not like the best. No, it was not. Like, what was the last pay per view? Double or nothing. Yeah, that was way better than this. Yes. This was good. Matches were good, but like just entertainment wise, like the other one was way better. Also, I don't know if you agree with me on this. Go back and watch AEW pay-per-views from like 2019, 2020, like the early fucking days of, and how every match was just like, oh my God, that's the match of the night. Nope. That's the match of the night. Nope. That's like every fucking. Well, I mean, they, at that point, they, they had the leeway to fucking put on NXT level shows. Yeah, so now you look at these shows, you got more ex-WWE people in it. 
And it's not that it's starting to not get that way anymore. Because I guess you don't have those indie Dolans doing their indie. I mean, here's the show. Thing. Like, uh, I, I get it. I, like, I would rather see a bunch of like again, like we said, the Owen Hart tournament should have been about new people, like yeah. up and comers. We should have gotten some some more, you know, love to some up and comers. But when it comes to trying to get Warner Brothers. To give them more money, you yeah. gotta have bankable names, which is why fucking Claudio's there. Now, granted, I will not say he's a WWE guy. He was in the WWE for ten years, but did he ever get the true get a true spotlight? No. He was a lower mid card guy for a very brief second when Daniel. Yeah, like at, Daniel for, like he got, he got he got he got a he got a, a rub like once in yeah. ten years. Got lots of tag teams and mid-card belts. Yeah, but I mean, that was it. He was never anything more than that. Yeah. Um, It's just like Cardona never got anything. And it was horrible that his AEW fucking debut was wasted on as Cody's friend and JR burying him as the toy guy. Because it was before he started doing all this great shit on the indies. Well, yeah, he was just... Yeah, he was fresh out of WWE at that point. So he was just Cody's friend who was getting him booked. Um, Now you lead into Blood and Guts from Wednesday. Uh, The only thing that happened of significance other than the Blood and Guts is um, Orange Cassidy has his original indie music now, Jane by Jefferson's Starship or Jefferson Airplane. One of the whatever what, I mean it's the same band it's, it's just the same band minus two the, different the lead singer left and yeah. became Jefferson Starship yeah it's like two different time periods I built a city on rock and roll Jefferson Starship, Starship. yeah so like 70s it's like Jefferson Airplane and 80s nah, I think more 60s 60s what's what I'm saying like the, or, well, or the earlier yeah, stuff's yeah, yeah. Airplane and then when it got into like the 80s it was Starship yeah so the music he was supposed to use on Forbidden Door got leaked like we said so he used Tony Khan was like nope it's not happening people still went nuts when his music like when he came out when that yeah when the music fucking picks up from the intro and then um Chuck Taylor who apparently we haven't seen forever rumored that supposedly he He was was gone he was gone thank god he's not him and Trent comes out wearing matching matching tie-dye tracksuit type things. So that is because of the Barbie movie. Oh. When Ryan Gosling had that picture of him wearing the denim with the... Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people were comparing him to Orange Cassidy. Oh. So then, so then the set photos and videos came out of them roller skating in the tie-dye bathing suits and stuff like that. So they went like let's so just they were do, like okay yeah let's let's just goof around and do the tie dye stuff that's one pe- one person's theory okay on that. and it was like yeah that kind of makes sense um the other big you had uh basically the introduction of the dark luchasaurus oh real quick about the uh what the great how great fucking Orange Cassidy is and how over he is he spent that whole fucking match 
trying to do a fucking body slam on Ethan Page. Yeah. And couldn't do it throughout the whole match. And then until the end, he gets the fucking might, does the does the uh, body slam, does the uh, spits orange juice in fucking Dan Labert's face, hits two big orange crush punches on Ethan Page to put him out. The great thing about that fucking match, I didn't think about it until afterwards, is they were in Detroit. Mm-hmm. The home of WrestleMania three. That whole fucking WrestleMania was, was about built Hogan a, body slamming body slamming Andre. Andre. You built a WrestleMania about fucking that, and they just nonchalantly do a fucking callback. Yeah, because I guarantee you, Cornette and them will fucking shit on that match. I'm sure until someone goes, it's fucking WrestleMania three, Andre versus fucking Hogan. It's a great fucking match. Like not Andre Hogan. The Orange Cassidy and Ethan Page. I fucking hate how Ethan Page is kind of not using to his fucking potential. That dude is so fucking It is, but good. he also, like, he, he put out a fucking interview recently that says, yeah, he wants to be champion and do all that, but he's like, he understands if it doesn't happen. He, he, he wants to leave. He's content, like, Dolph Ziggler. But he, but he wants to be... Cesaro He was. doesn't want to be remembered as the, uh, the the asshole who wanted and was bitter because he didn't get what he wanted. He wants to, yeah. like, his legacy when he's done being like, no, that dude is like a fucking pillar, a foundational fucking entity. He was that good. He helped... The, yeah. he, he built other people up and he's better for it, for it. So you seen his Serpentico match, him and them two? What page and yeah, I think it was yes, on Dark or Dark Elevation. So he unfortunately snapped Serpentico's winning streak. Um, like he tried to shoot on Lambert. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> so Ethan Page is r- walking up the ramp after he won. Some dude's holding a sign in the front row asking for his autograph, and he's like, "Oh, okay." And he just walks over, grabs the pen, grabs the the um, poster board, and kind of just throws it away. <laughs> He's such a great heel. And then two seconds later, you see Serpentico selling the Razor's Edge finishing move that he just mm-hmm. took. Quickly grabs the fucking pen and poster board and hands it back to the dude and kind of goes back into selling mode John's as he's going up the ramp. John's awesome. It's a, it's a funny video. John's fucking awesome. Yeah. But yeah, it's a... Yeah, I thought that Orange Cassidy's so fucking over. Yeah, God, yeah. Like, how is he not considered one of the pillars? I know, this is what we said last week. Like, he, he's so fucking over and... I guess they didn't realize how over he was going to be. Yeah. When he kind of started talking about the pillars of AEW. Because he wasn't there at... The, I don't think he was there at the very beginning. No, I think he came in a little bit later. Um, but yeah, we got Dark, Dark Luchasaurus. So clearly Christian turned... Luchasaurus because Jungle Boy's hurt. Yes. So we got Dark Luchasaurus and he destroyed Serpentico. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. But again, it's one of those like Serpentico's a fucking 20 plus year veteran. He was a trainer at fucking 3D Academy. Like. You want to He talk- can still put on amazing matches. I've seen it. I've watched them firsthand. I've edited his fucking amazing matches. 
Like, but you want to see somebody like Ethan Page that can you can bring in and you can that Tony Khan and him feel comfortable enough. Yeah, it's, let's it's, bring this yeah. guy in to make this one dude look good. And that's what that you is what he's been doing since the Pentagon. Um, Luchasaurus wearing all black is good for him. Him being a bad guy is probably going to be pretty good for yeah, him. Yeah, because now you have a monster. Like, they don't yeah. let Lance Archer be a monster. Like, Luchasaurus is going to be allowed to be a monster and destroy people. His finishing move, the snare trap with a nerve pinch, Hold. yeah, is pretty good. And Christian's going to be a great fucking mouthpiece for him. Mm-hmm. Him, once again, cutting these fucking promos pretty, pretty close to the... <laughs> I mean, when you got to assume it was all cleared. Oh, yeah, with. it's all cleared. You you have to. Like, basically, I hope your whole family's dead. Wait, not your mom. Not Call your, me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's... Um, then you get into the blood and guts match. Yeah, because the only other thing on Rampage, on Dynamite was Jade. Yeah, Jade came and out. And that squash match. Squash local talent. Statlander and Athena came out to Got make the save. Beat down. <clears throat> Local talent thinks she's joining the baddies. Yeah, thinks she's joining the batteries. Um, I'm guessing Velvet has to be hurt. Velvet's hurt, yeah. She's a part of the hurt. Yeah, she's hurt. And then we just add to the fucking injured reserve yep. list. <laughs> uh, so yeah, then 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 blood and guts. First in Claudio versus Sammy. Claudio just uh, annihilates fucking Sammy on every like dude. The, Sammy the, didn't really get little to no offense. The the faces that, got a lot of upper like a lot yeah. of upper hands in this match. I'm guessing the reason why is because of the Santana. I don't know. Even before Santana came in, like they would always like separate. Jericho's guys and yeah. beat them all down and they would be pretty much standing tall when the next person came in. Um, highlights of the match is um, when Moxley came in at one point they had broken glass that they... Which we didn't get to see because it was in a commercial. Yeah. Uh, lots of thumbtacks. Two bags of thumbtacks. Tons of thumbtacks. And then at one point when... Um, they didn't use the fire spot. No. I'm assuming the, the, the bottle, because, you know, Ty couldn't just go, oh, wait, let me hand this to you through the other side where the fucking cage is separated. So here's the thing. Eddie brought that in. Mm-hmm. How did the fuck did it get outside? I think what happened was it got knocked out of Eddie's hands and it, like, went, it went to the negative zone, like that fucking yeah. security guard. And then Ty went into the negative zone, grabbed it, and then tried to push it through the fence. Yeah, instead of... Even though every corner is just truss that she could have easily handed it through. I mean, it went through the negative zone. Why can't you just... Yeah, no, she didn't even attempt to do it that way either. The- like, it made no sense. Because you could see when she was pushing it through, in order for Jericho to get it to compress, he had to open it. Yeah. And, and as she's pushing it, it through, yeah. it went squirting on him. I'm like, yeah. And then the spot never happened. Yeah. Like, so whatever the fire spot was, yeah, Ty was, Conti blew. There was a couple spots in here that didn't happen. Moxley with the sticks. 
Yeah, after the first one, it's like, I, I think he was like, hell no, you're not doing that to me again. No, it's the fact of... Because they didn't stick in his head. You didn't get the New Japan, Japanese hard death match. Oh, no, that's like an FM... Image of the, you know, fucking skewers, like, sticking out of somebody's head. Yeah, that's a fucking FMW. Not FMW. Uh, yeah, FMW. Spot. Um, trying to think of anything else. The until we get to the end. Well, I mean, 2.0. 2.0 like a champ and Garcia bleeding like crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, because nobody on Moxley bled. You didn't bleed, which is I thought was amazing that you didn't bleed because he was that's what got him into the combat club. Yeah. The uh, when Hager came in and Cesaro met, each of them was in separate rings and they finally. Locked eyes, huge "We the People" chant, mm-hmm. and then two just big monsters just fucking go at it. Um, Ortiz comes in, Rex House. Unfortunately, Santana, when he comes in, hits one move, brings in the table, jumps over the top rope, hits one move. Goes to hit a either a it was either a backbreaker or a urinagi. It was a urinagi on Sammy. His leg gives out. Mm-hmm. Kind of looks like it became a backbreaker yeah. the way he came down. And then unfortunately, he was done for the rest of the match. Yeah, he at, at some point they pull him out of the ring and, and take they, him up the when they finally opened the cage at the end of the match. They took him out, which kind of sucks. Is because it's just like. Another setback for AEW. Like a great talent is hurt. Probably gonna be for a while because it he couldn't put no weight on it. Yeah, he probably all. he probably blew a tendon or something yeah. in his knee. And so um, he was basically on the sideline talking to the doctors through the cage and the refs and stuff like that. I don't know why they didn't immediately take him out. They just um. I mean, because it's a no DQ. It's a. I mean, well, if he he probably said I'm okay. That's the thing. You have to win by submission. Why didn't they just all try to gang yeah. up on him? So it's it's one of those. Well, no, they couldn't do it until Eddie came in. Yeah, and then as soon as Eddie came in, that's when you fucking. Mm-hmm. Um, Eddie. Speaking of Eddie, when he comes in with the fucking kendo stick and he's just nonchalantly just smacking people out of the way. He's to like get to hitting people like he's got a lightsaber, just like. To, knocking him away. Yeah. Looking like Vader going down the fucking hallway at Rogue One. And um, he finally gets his hands on Jericho and he do the tag spot. <laughs> at one point, Moxley has Jericho on his back and just dragging him through the tags. And then Mox, uh, Moxley, <laughs> um, Jericho gets out of that Puts Moxley in the fucking walls of Jericho on top of the mat, on top of the tax. Mm-hmm. Kingston comes over there, sees his buddy in the walls of Jericho on top of thumbtacks and just nonchalantly just reaches down, grabs a handful of fucking thumbtacks, thumbtacks and just hits it in Chris Jericho's face. Jeff's, Chris Jericho is facing him, seeing him, watching him do this <laughs> and just sat there. I mean, he was hoping he's hoping Moxley's going to tap out tap. before. I was hoping to, for Jericho to be yelling it, like, and then so put it in his mouth. And um, 
So yeah, and then you get the ending where Ty Conti attacks Audrey to get the key. She unlocks the door, and then um, Ruby comes out. Ruby comes out for the save. And again, here's like, you know, you're doing this spot. Don't wear heels. Don't wear a fucking tight ass skirt. Yeah, with a fucking thong on, because mm-hmm. you just look like trash on te- on television. Because everybody just got to see up, your, see all your shit. Well, like her outfit basically fits with the Jericho. Yeah, I mean stuff, it's stuff like that. Yeah, because at one point you see Ruby grabs Ty to throw her into the guard whale, and she falls, and she falls immediately because I guess the, she can't. Yeah, the heels. The, the, she can't fucking keep her balance in those heels. Yeah. So I do. Lo- I do love how they explained this. They made sure the the the, the package before like Ruby's like Eddie only trusts like two people, and I'm lucky enough to be one of them. I'm like. Well, it is. I mean, it, she is one that always runs in. Yeah, it is. It is true. Like if you see some of the backstage stuff, um, they're always together, like kind of playing around. Um, yeah, they got history together on the indies and stuff like that. Like a lot of people, Eddie has that very close knit mm-hmm. group of people on BTE when you was watching the. Trent versus Silver in the Mustard Throne contest. Eddie, yeah. Eddie's there. Yeah. With uh, Knox and some, uh, I think Chuck maybe, watching. There's nothing beats the BTE episode when he cut the fucking promo on a cookie. Yeah. That was that was going to be a weekly bit of him just cutting, cutting promos on random stuff. That'd have been great. I'd watch it every week if that a, was the case. A pack of Skittles, and he cut into a Halloween. How being poor and he couldn't go go trick or treating on Halloween and shit like that. Um, God, I love Eddie. So Chris Jericho gets out for some reason. Immediately wants to climb the cage. Made no sense. Yeah, makes no sense. He goes up. Kingston sees this, has a big smile on his face. Follows him. Goes up after him. They get on top. They start fighting. And then... Um, Guevara makes his way up there. Guevara, yeah, Sammy gets up there. They kind of double-teaming on Kingston. Kingston gets the upper hand. He does the back fist punch on Jericho to put him down. Starts beating up on Sammy. And then just throws Sammy off the top of the cage through the announce table outside, a la King of the Ring. Yeah. Um Mankind versus Undertaker, which they referenced on commentary. Commentary. I was yeah, a couple times because uh, Regal was like, "I was there in '98 too." No, he, he said it first, and then then Jr. Yeah, says, "Oh yeah, me too. I was there." Um, the famous call of Jr. Oh my god, I'm broken in half, and then um. And then he turns his sights on Jericho. Jericho gets the upper hand, puts Eddie in the walls of Jericho on top of the cage. Mm -hmm. Who makes the save? But Claudio. Claudio Claudio comes over. Once again, Jericho sees that man coming straight at him. (laughs) It does nothing. Does nothing. Keeps the walls of Jericho on. Gets a big boot in the face for his troubles. And falls forward. Yeah. Because Eddie... 
I'm sure is a fearless man. <laughs> but watching him climb that cage and get to the top, him and Jericho, both yeah. very gingerly making sure to keep close in the middle as mm-hmm. much as possible, not even do anything close to the edge. You can definitely tell they they did a lot of work on um, reinforcing that. Yeah, because the outer ring ceiling. was clearly reinforced, but they even would they would step gingerly on the yeah the cage top. It it doesn't look like past Hell in Cells where they fucking step on uh, one of the ceiling parts and you can just see it buckling. Well, you know that's WWE just using yeah. fucking cage like fence up yeah. there. And during the the Undertaker Mankind shit, they just had it connected with fucking zip ties. Yeah, Not even fucking real regular fence, you know. You could see when ties. Uh, you can see like later on, like the Triple H Hell in a Cell match, I think mm-hmm. against Foley. Like they're stepping on the middle, and you could just see it fucking sinking down. Yeah, because again, like I said, all they were using is fucking fence. So. Is it Daddy Magic comes up? Magic Daddy? Daddy Magic? It's Matt Menard. Yeah, he's the one who comes up trying to help Jericho. Mm -hmm. At this point, Jericho... Kingston puts Jericho into submission. Yeah. At the exact same time... Claudio puts... Claudio does... Matt in... Puts Matt in the sharpshooter. Yeah. And now you have... Dueling Kingston, submissions. Kingston's back is to Claudio. He's facing a crowd. He doesn't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, you hear a bell. And Claudio's music. And, and Claudio's music. And he kind of... His s- music sucks too. Yeah, it's the fucking... I think it's his indie shit. I mean, it sounds like game music. No, it's the um, 18 Overture. It sounded like game a- 18, music. 18, 12 Overture. Yeah, but it sounded like it, it was on like a fucking 8-bit synth. Hmm. Well, he is a fucking gamer. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's what I mean. That's what it sounded like. I'm like, it is not very intimidating. Hmm. He's Swiss. Come on. <laughs> um. So Eddie hears the music, hears the bell, wondering what the fuck's going on, and then he realizes he turns around and looks and sees. Yeah, and then he realizes Claudio made magic. Matt. Menard. Menard tap. And he's fucking pissed. Because he I, I, wanted- I think, I don't think he's like, again, I think this is where Kingston getting hurt kind of blew the reactions. Like he made it like to the people in the crowd. It probably looked like he was yelling at him. But because we were able to see the zoom in. Yeah. They were, they were being buddy, buddy. And fucking Kingston's like, I'm hurt. I thought he said, I'm hurt. It's my back. I can't get up, but I'm okay. I thought my, anything was his leg. It might, something was hurt and he couldn't stand up on his own. So they had to help him stand up. And I guarantee you, he didn't climb down that cage. So Eddie is amazing at telling a story without saying a word in the ring. His facial expressions of disappointment that he wasn't the one to make Jericho tap. Mm-hmm. He he wanted to be the one to humiliate Jericho. That's why they did this match. It's good. Okay. And so um, 
just the sheer look of disappointment in his face. And Claudio, being the team player that he is, was like, all right, we won. My job's done. I just looked to see how old Eddie was. What, 38, 39? He's 40. Yeah. I debuted in wrestling before he did. Dude, he's been wrestling for 20 years. Yeah, no, he debuted in 2002. My first match was in 99. Wow. And I'm just like, God damn it. She sent me a picture after... It was a picture he took after the... The... Forbidden door match, and he's got a singlet down, and you can just see like, because Eddie doesn't have like an in shape, you know, he's a fucking brawler. No, his he admits it. He sits in catering yeah. until his match, and he's then a after the match, he goes back to catering. He's a fucking. I'm like, I could like Eddie can do this. I can do this. Like it's mm. one of those you look at him and you're like, oh, what could have been? Yeah, don't hurt your back. Backyard wrestling. No, that's a. It's more of a genetic thing. It, I didn't. Don't, if you get hurt at work, let them get away with not treating you, for one. Because that's what did it. Mm. And two, go to the doctor and get your shit checked. Don't wrestle on it for a year <laughs> afterwards. Um, so then it ends with, first Moxley gets up there. Meanwhile, all right, I take it back. Go no, back. Moxley Rewind. was the last one that got up there. Rewind a little bit. Kingston's sitting on, on top of the cage, pissed off because they won and he didn't... He didn't get the submission. He didn't get the submission that he wanted. He didn't, want to humi- he didn't humiliate Jericho like he was supposed to. Meanwhile, Claudio, looking like a happy fucking puppy... He's doing laps around yeah, the top of the cage. The edges. He's running those reinforced edges. Yeah. Oh, we forgot the main spot. Oh, yeah. Sammy getting... We, no, no, we no, said no, Sammy no. got chucked no, off. No, no, not that. Fucking Cesaro did the the big swing to Jericho on top of the fucking cage. Oh, yep, that too. And you can tell, like... Jericho probably didn't want to do it, but it's like, fuck, just do it. Just mm-hmm. get it over because it's going to look good on TV because he's that Yeah, because, I mean, performer. they were on that. They, they were in. He was he as was close. close yeah. He was as close to the fencing as he could get, but it was still on that reinforced yeah. walk path. And you could tell, like, as soon as the swings were done, he just immediately just dropped them straight down. He yeah, like, he didn't toss them. Yeah, he just dropped them straight. Like, watching these, like, watching them on top of the cage and stuff was getting me fucking anxiety. <laughs> Of like, please. Yeah, because I was like, when Eddie went up there, I'm like, oh my hit. god, what the fuck is Eddie gonna do? Please don't fucking do anything. And you know, you got to figure Jericho has tax in his foot from doing the tax spots. So those tax in his foot, I'm guessing traction's probably not good on a on the steel. Yeah, steel cage. Um, but yeah, you can tell them two are like, they're not fighting, standing up. They kind of like kneeling down, down yeah like, they're not yeah get that way they're keeping their their center of gravity as low as possible meanwhile claudio is fucking doing laps <laughs> around the top of the cage because he don't give a fuck he's not scared um yuda came up ortiz came ortiz up came and up. then moxley came up moxley very gen- yeah very, very gingerly walked the fuck up got the fuck up there 
Like Claudio was holding his arm down to help him up, but he was like, "No, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna fucking climb up this." No, because Mockley's that much of a man that he can't look like he. He needs can't help. look like he needs help. Yeah, and it's also not. I'm a fucking afraid. I'm gonna fall. <laughs> once you get to the top of that, trying to get yourself over the edge to the top. Yeah, of the it does thing. not look manly at all. Trying to sit down, swing your legs over. Yeah, because there's no way, like, there's no, like, nothing to grab onto to, like, pull yourself up. Or yeah, you have like to that. go back to the corner. Yeah. Like, hold on to the truss and, like, gingerly, like, swing your hips around. The it's fucking... also the cable that, that rises yeah. the cage up and down in the air. Like, I'm t- I, I haven't looked to see if anybody put up video of after it went off the air, but I guarantee you... Yeah, Eddie didn't come down on his own. I'm like, he's waiting for a fucking man lift. Like they're gonna roll a man lift out, and it's also the fact of young Bryce got up there to raise everybody's hand, and he was he was he wouldn't walk on the cage. He walked on the 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 metal reinforcement on the cage. Yeah, and he tweeted that. That was the last time he on only top did, of a cage. He only did it because, like, him and Eddie are close mm-hmm. from the Indies, and um, he's like, "I only did it because of my friends were up there and stuff like that." Um, but it looked like like Claudia, him and Claudia were hugging and dude, fist dude, bumping. They were fist bumping. Like that's what I'm, I'm like. I don't know if if maybe this is a one time because Regal was talking about it on commentary. This is because they were bringing up the Forbidden Door when that was. I forgot to talk about that. When Moxley won, Jericho Society came out and jumped Moxley and mm-hmm. Tanahashi and then Eddie and Ortiz and stuff like that. And it kind of... You don't do the same spot you just did on fucking Nitro. Yeah. I mean, not Nitro. Fucking Dynamite before this. Mm-hmm. You don't have the big brawl. You don't do it twice in a row. And it kind of brought down the ending of the match. But also you had... Kingston realizing Claudio's in the ring and he's fucking spitting and cursing and stuff like that. It sucked because I'm trying to hear what he was saying. Oh yeah, and it the, was a, so the fucking announcer was talking over him. I, I think we'll get we'll get something of it going forward, and Eddie'll you know openly admit in the fuck like the promo. Yeah, you know we you and I had the same goals that night, but it don't make us friends. Well, it's one of those. Uh, Regal said it's like when they brought up the hatred between them two. Um, Regal said, "Well, Kingston's man enough to put his differences aside for one night to." Yeah, I mean, it's for money. It, look, you work with the person you don't like to make money. Yeah, and there's a great video online. Um, if you go on Kingston's Twitter, he tweeted the uh, the link for it. A somebody on YouTube posted a basically a retrospective of why Claudio Claudio and Kingston hate each other, and it goes back to the Indies with Chikara, and they never got. It, it's mainly one of those Cesaro comes in, he's the technician, he's the fucking Superman, and all this other stuff. Eddie is fucking Eddie. Mm-hmm. The way he lo- he looks exactly the same he did twelve years ago, um, and they just had this blood feud of like once again Eddie Kingston's like, I know you're you might be cheered by all these people out there, but I know who you really are 
backstage that nobody gets to see. You're that fucking piece of shit. Stuff the he, same stuff he said about same stuff he did for Punk. Yep. Um, same the same thing, stuff he said about Brian. Same thing he said about Jericho. Same about everybody he brings up. Yeah, but I mean, here's the thing: like Brian admitted to it. Yeah, and Brian admitted to being a bully. <laughs> same thing he said about Zack Saber Jr. <laughs> um, he hates his guts. So. It was a very good, it's like a 12-minute video of just a retrospective of their fucking um, history history together at Chikara, which led to this. They had a big match that Claudio won, but they never got that blow-off match. Mm -hmm. He never got that. He never had a chance to get that win back because that's when Claudio left to go to WWE. So they never, this is the first time in, 10, 11 years. They've been in the same ring together. Yeah, they got together. So, yeah. So, hopefully, um, now, Eddie and the Combat Club can get away from Jericho. Jericho can go do something else, but it could come down to Jericho. I mean, Kingston is so set in his ways that he can't... It hurts him too much. That to not so, do it, yeah. That he can't do it. He needs the. He needs this fucking done. So I can see this him and Jericho still fucking feuding into. I mean, the. I mean, here's the thing though. The 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 logical feud is still Blackpool versus Jericho and his crew. Because unless they stop calling themselves sports entertainers. Mm. Which still then aligns them in opposition to Eddie. Yeah. But now you don't have our Santana's down. Yeah, so then it's just him and Ortiz. Yeah. I just I think Eddie's whole gimmick now is just like I'm taking down all the fake fucks in the wrestling business that work here now. Yeah. Like, no, I see the real I know the real you. I was in the same locker room back in the back watching everything you did. You could give two shits about me then, but I'm here with you now, and I know the truth. And it's still fucking Eddie is. Yeah, Eddie's a fucking super fucking over with the crowd. Like, oh god, yeah. Once you if that if, that fake fucking DMX music, Tupac music, fucking hits. Yeah. <laughs> if that's what Tony needs to put some money on. Oh, X gonna give it like to a you? legit fucking DMX or Tupac song. Uh, I don't think he can afford Tupac. If if fucking the final I mean, countdown is his, gonna be his fucking theme is very much a DMX. It's 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 like, can mom can we have DMX? No, we have DMX at home. <laughs> it, it comes to the point of once you do streaming down the road, yeah, once you lose the you, rights yeah, to it, you have to sell like anything like Orange's music. They had to have probably secured rights for home video perpetuity. Yeah. Which might have been why Final Countdown was too much, because they weren't just trying to get it for TV and. You got to think how much money they probably make. New Year's every fucking year. Yeah. Since that song came out. Mm-hmm. How many songs? Dude, how many- we. I know we didn't pay royalties, but we we had a fucking pay per view called Final. Like the end of the year pay per view was fucking like the big event. Yeah. Was Final Countdown, and I would use that fucking music. It was funny, some radio station apparently played Killing in the Name of. Yes, after a bunch of people got laid off, they just put Killing in the Name of on loop for 24 hours. Yeah. 
I don't know if it was editor or not, but I'm sure it had to if they, and it's like also nobody's just going to go in the DJ booth and like turn it off. Problem. The point is most like I've, I've learned at most jobs. Yeah. The higher ups, they don't know how to run. They, they couldn't do your job, oh, which, which there. is also, which is to me and how I look at like every job I've ever had, like I should be able to do every job in here. Cause that's my job, especially. And that's how I would move up in management, like uh, up as manager. Like I can do everybody's job. My job I'm at right now, I can do everything my boss does except for the shit I don't have access to, which is like the credit card and order and supplies. <laughs> yeah. Like I can do everything else in that warehouse, in that office. And so like most places aren't like that. So the person at the station is probably not like it's, I don't know how to turn this shit off. Like the only way I know how to do it is just to go fucking breaker box, like have somebody go to the breaker box and kill the power. If once this year's over, if this happens, your top two feuds of the year, both going to involve punk. It's going to be either punk MJF mm-hmm. or if they play their cards right, could be punk Eddie. Hey, especially if he comes back, beats Mox, and then Eddie goes yeah. after the belt. Unfortunately, I think punk punk um, Eddie might not be for for a while because Eddie uh, Punk's got to come back. I mean, you still got like another six months of the year left. Well, you don't know how much longer he's going to be out for. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You By still the time have, he comes out, he you still to... have like six months that we can try and do this. But the next pay per view is got to be Mox and Punk for the. Mm-hmm for the title. And then I don't think they have another one this year after that revolution, maybe at the beginning of the next year. Yeah. So, um, yeah, once again, AEW killing it. Yeah. I mean, the both, both like their shows are good. Like again, double or nothing was better than forbidden door, but forbidden door lacked because of lack of build. Yeah. It's not, it's not AEW's fault. It's not new Japan's fault. When AEW, half of their fucking roster is hurt right now. Yeah, they they planned it for the big Punk versus Tanahashi. Yeah. And then it couldn't happen, so... And then you can only bring so many people up from New Japan. Yeah, because, again, you have to worry about work visas. Like, it's it's not an easy thing to get people to be able to go work from another country to work here. Yeah, they still got to put on shows. They still got to... Yeah, they still got to run their business over there with talent. Yeah. So... Yeah, again, Double or Nothing was better than that, but that's not saying that Forbidden Door was a bad show. Um, Blood and Guts. I mean, the Blood and Guts match was awesome. This Blood and Guts is way better than the, the pin- last one. The Pinnacle versus... Cri- in a Circle. In a Circle. Yeah. Um, so is Jericho, Jericho's been in every one of them so far. Jericho's been in... Because yeah, I think they said there's only been two. Yeah, it's Jericho, Sammy, and Hager. Is No, that whole fucking In a Circle group has been in both of them. Oh, yeah, Ortiz and Ortiz Santana. Ortiz and Santana on the other side, yeah. yeah. So, so the Inner Circle has literally been in both of these matches. Yeah. And it's lost. It's the same way. Same well, way. no. Yeah, Jericho has lost both of them. Yes, because they gave up because MJF was going to throw him off the top of the cage. And yes. they, they surrendered. Um, It's just like Adam Cole's been in every single War Games. Mm-hmm. Well, new War Games. 
Yeah, the the new war games, the NXT war games. You know, um, when you, you have Regal, you have to have him come out and call mm-hmm. blood and guts. It just doesn't sound. It right. doesn't roll off. It's blood a, and guts doesn't roll it's, off. It's a stupid name. Blood but and originally, guts doesn't roll off the tongue as well as war games. Originally, that was supposed to be the elite with Matt Hardy versus Jericho. Yeah, and then that didn't happen. Yeah, because remember, Cody was trying to get yeah war games for AEW, and they're like. It was supposed to be Hangman. No, everything fucking Dusty created is mine. Because <laughs> so I think it was supposed to be Hangman, Cody, the Bucks, Kenny, and Matt was going to be the final person versus Jericho, Inner Circle. Mm-hmm. And then that didn't happen. COVID, I want to say. Matt or Nick got COVID. Maybe. I think. And somebody else got hurt. So it just didn't happen. And then led into the pinnacle mm-hmm. being formed. But yeah, I mean, it was good. Like the matches on fucking Dynamite weren't bad. I mean, yeah. I still don't like fucking Jade and her gimmick. I think the gimmick's old. It's played out. Yeah, sooner or later you're gonna have to. I'm guessing this is gonna. It's gonna keep going until. Um, Athena beats her. Athena probably beats her at the pay per view. Yeah. Or Statlander. I would much rather Statlander. Than, yeah, because I think Athena. Athena needs to come in and actually wrestle people and win. Yeah. Um. I read the spoiler for Rampage, so I know who's the next number one contender for Mox. Um, did not expect it when I seen when I would think who would be the first person to go up against Moxley for the interim mm-hmm. uh, AEW championship. It's a good pick. I like it. It fits Moxley perfectly. Did not expect them. So yeah, that ought to be an interesting watch tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I think that's it uh, about it. There's nothing really else to talk about. Uh, so I guess. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. We forgot Dan Housing. Oh yeah, we did forget that Dan Housing came out. He had a match against. The acclaimed and the ass boys. Yep. Uh, with two mystery partners. You pick the any t- any two people you want. Yeah. And we'll have a so six-man it tag. wasn't Hook and one other person who I honestly originally thought it was gonna be all right. It's gonna be Hook and somebody else. Yeah. Uh, he comes. Danhausen comes out to the uh, ring out to the, just up to the ramp. Yeah. He's top like, of ramp. Uh, supposedly these guys are really good at wrestling. And fucking FTR's music hits. Yeah. And they come out with all three belts. Actually, acknowledgement of the AAA titles in the name card. Yeah. And the ending of the match is um, Danhausen's about to put one of the ass boys to sleep, go to hell or whatever it's called. His version of GTS. Mm-hmm. As he was doing this, Bowen comes in. Bowen comes in. It's a miracle he can walk. Yeah, his his knee is now. I mean, he was hurt. Yeah, he was a legit hurt. Yeah, but now uh, he's can yeah. probably move around without. Yeah, because now he's in a soft brace. Not a, he's not in the. He, he wasn't got in like a full leg. I mean, he got into the ring and popped up pretty quickly. Yeah, he. he yeah, so I mean, yeah. he's been out of the. He's been in that soft brace for. Yeah. Oh, I think a couple of weeks now. So he gets into the ring and about to hit. Um, Danhausen with the crutch. Danhausen curses him. 
yeah, curses him real quick and ducks as he swings the crutch, hits the ass boy. Um, Danhausen gets Dan, the pin. Yeah, Danhausen gets a pin and gets the win. Ass boy starts to fight with um, the, the acclaim. acclaim. Daddy, daddy ass. Yeah, daddy gun fucking picks the acclaim. His, yeah, daddy gun comes to break kids. it in and then he just fucking chucks his own kid to the ground and yeah, trying to cool heads. But throwing your son to the ground doesn't look good. No. And then the ass boys kind of leave hurt, feelings like heartbroken, seeing their dad take the acclaim the side. Acclaim over side. Them. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I completely forgot that match was on fucking right on uh, Dynamite. Yeah. Matt Kastner did a good Detroit rap. Yeah. Tell him they're going to make the drink the water from Flint, Michigan. Mm hmm. But yeah, overall, good dynamite. Very good dynamite. Yeah, I can't wait to see what the numbers are. 1.03. Yeah, I mean, again, like I said, there's only so many people watching wrestling on television. Cena came back, didn't really approve. Like, before Cena, Raw did a 2.2, I think, or 2.3. Cena came back. And only, I think, and I really think the only reason the numbers have been up lately is because of the McMahon shit. Yeah. And when Cena came back, um, it didn't go any higher. I think it went one point. Lower? A point. Point one lower. One lower. Yeah. So, I mean, I think people are tuning in because they want to see if anything's going to go on with McMahon. Yeah. And Which he showed up just to say, hey, here's John Cena. And then magically everybody disappeared when Cena came out and... Yeah. When once he got to the ring, because Superstars once again lined up the fucking aisles and have him, um, and then as soon as he hit the ring, McMahon disappeared and all the wrestlers disappeared, and then he just gave his typical John Cena speech. Yeah, I, so I, I don't think any, I don't think that anything's drawing. Wrestling is not drawing ratings. Fucking no, but it's still like dynamite. Was the number one show on cable, I think, or on television, or whatever, the demo, by a very large margin. Uh-huh. Because there's no sports anymore to compete with it. Yeah, so I think, again, like I keep saying, there's only a certain amount of people watching wrestling on television. <clears throat> and, you know, people are like, oh, well, they need to change the aggregation. Like, what culture's like, oh, the, you can't go by the Nielsen numbers anymore. You need to, you gotta go by, like... Views on I'm like you can't go by views online and shit either because people watch shit multiple times. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, AEW's been killing it lately, and it's still the more entertaining product. So uh, I guess that's it for tonight. Um, we'll see you next week. I'm Wayne. That was Paul, and we're out. <laughs>